Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Now, if I was to tell you that today's guest was a European and world underage medalist, a college graduate, and the newly crowned European senior champion, all by the age of 22, you might assume that this person has enjoyed a smooth ride to the top. But you'd be partly wrong, because nobody gets to the top without a few bumps along the way. And for Gabriel Dawson, it's certainly been a rocky road to get to this point. Gabriel, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on the show, Kev. More than welcome. And we've also got a special guest, uh, predecessor as European champion, Mr. Joe Ward. Welcome, Joe. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, so, Gabriel, you must be still on the crest of a wave after your recent European title. Yeah, I'm still on a high. I think it's only kicking in more the last week or two because I don't think, I think for the first few weeks it was, hasn't, didn't really sink in. It just felt like a, any other fight or any other multi nations. There's my, my first men's elite tournament. So, it was, um, just first big tournament. So, just first time having actually a big medal and very nice medal too. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you seem to box like a seasoned veteran. Like you knew you'd been there a hundred times before, been there, done that. And I guess it was it was reminiscent of maybe someone like Joe Ward going out there and just first elite tournaments going out. And yeah, it's natural. I win these. This is what I do. Um, I don't know. I think my whole kind of mindset going into that tournament, I was on a big, big high. I didn't think no one could actually beat me because we had a very good camp. I sparred the 80 kilo world champion. I sparred world silver medalist. I sparred the 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 seed number one as well, the Italian fella sparring him. So I was actually getting doing very good in spars and I was fully confident going in. So I think maybe that's where the veteran part could have came from. But why I looked like a veteran, because I just had had the confidence going in into them fights. Once I boxed and performed, I was capable of beating all them lads. Yeah, and five fights in a week, we've seen the perils, we've seen the pitfalls. Your teammate Jack Marley was taken out. There was a clash of heads. First fight, I think eight or, eight or nine seconds into the second round and a medal hope is effectively eliminated it, you've got a dice with death in the, in those in those tournaments so many fights in a week how did you manage to to get your way through all you know five fights five wins yeah i don't know it was tough like we just took one fight zor just said take one fight at a time win the first round and once you win the first round everything gets easier so um that was just a uh, heartbroken for some of the lads because i was with them all training camp they train hard they bust their bollocks sorry language but um yeah they bust themselves up and i was just very sad to see only two of us medal, but it's boxing, isn't it? And you just go back to the board. Uh, two medals, a good haul. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, look, and I think um, obviously the team performed really well, which is the most important thing. But 
as Gabriel is saying, the most important thing about being in the high performance world is going to these training camps before you go to these major championships. So you kind of get yourself, kind of get an eye opener and obviously you're sparring again the, the top guys around the world who you're go, probably going to be competing against within the next week or 10 days out from the championships. So it kind of gives you a lot of confidence, but a lot, also too, I see a lot of a lot of good fighters as well leave all their, all their performances in the camp, which is, um, which is heartbreaking sometimes to see because... Um, you leave it all in the training where, where someone like Gabriel and like with, with obviously his, his talent and, and his um his experience as a fighter as a as a juvenile and um and and now as a senior but also too Stephen uh, Gabriel won a the national title as well in 2019 if I'm right yeah. um, he had a lot of experience he boxed in a few multi nations as well so it was just about the right time and yeah so G- Gabriel um. Tell us, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you start boxing? You, we had your coach on, Mike Mongan, a few weeks ago and he told us, hey, you actually managed to, li- you lost your first couple of Irish titles before you eventually bagged one. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as good as Joe now winning all the up the way, but um, I lost five Irish finals for 1-1. I lost every year in the final, whether that be the All-Irelands or the Cadets to go away. And I think I won my first one, U2. And then since then, I just haven't, haven't lost in Ireland. I haven't been beaten Ireland and how did it? Uh, how did it set you back to to lose those couple at the start? I don't know. I think maybe my head wasn't fully in boxing because it wasn't only to like give up Gaelic football and soccer and all the other sports. That that's when I actually won the, won my first Irish title. So I think it was more because I was kind of balancing between all of them that I wasn't maybe winning or wasn't getting through it or maybe just the mindset wasn't there and I was just boxing just to be just to be there or just to partake. I think so. I think when when I got to you two. I really wanted to win, and I really, I really wanted it. You t- can you tell us a tell us a bit about your family background, Gabriel? Because we, we read that great in, interview in the Irish Independent a couple of weeks ago with Tommy Conlon, and your mother described the journey she took on to get here. You were born yourself in a refugee camp in Ivory Coast, uh, brought to Ireland as an infant, and settled in Galway, where you embarked on this sporting career. But what what do you know? What do, what do you hear about your background and, and where you came from? And what, my mum's from Ethiopia, anyways. My dad's from Liberia. They did. It was a rocky road to actually to get get to mm-hmm. Ireland. But I think I got to Ireland. I was about eighteen months old, and we were in Kildare, and I think in a refugee camp in Kildare. And then we came moved to Galway and got a house in Galway, and we got lucky actually. And then I've been living in the house I'm living in now for the last twenty years, and the house before was just down the road. But yeah, I'm, I always kind of had a fighting background. I started judo when I was five years old, and I did taekwondo for a bit, and I did kickboxing, and I started boxing then when I was eight years old. And then I just kept the with the combat sports. I was only boxing, and then I was doing all the other football, Gaelic, bit of swimming. I was busy every night. My mother wouldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to be out really. My mum was had me training every evening, straight from school, straight to training all these different sports. So she just kept me busy, kept me active. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's it. I, I started by started boxing in Furball Boxing Club. Actually, I wasn't always in Olympic. Out Furball Boxing Club just out past Spiddle, out towards Connemara. And then after that, I moved to another club called Champs Camp. And that was kind of a big setback to my boxing. I wasn't really boxing great. I wasn't even, I wasn't, my head wasn't even in boxing. I didn't really want to box. I was just playing football all the time. And I still do love football. <laughs> but um, yeah, then I moved to Olympic. And since I moved to Olympic and I joined Mike, we just tweaked a few couple of things, fixed it all up. And Mike's been the, Mike's the best coach, I think. Best coach I've ever had anyways. Yeah. And performance-wise, boxing-wise, Mike keeps my head in the game. He's he's only a couple of years older than me. So he's like almost like a my older brother or like another almost father figure for me because he just he keeps me in a straight path. I can talk to him, tell him everything. 
it's just I can tell him I can talk to Mike about anything if I need help I do go to him so and it seems like that determination of your mother to push you into sport or not to push you into sports but to encourage you to follow your sporting dreams has rubbed off on your the rest of your family as well because you're not the only one out there as a high achiever no no my brother plays um, for Galway United as well under 19s Aaron and my sister is actually currently over in England with the under 19 under 18 Irish squad she plays soccer for Ireland and plays um, football for Galway United women's seniors so yeah there's a bit of and my little sister 11 she just started boxing so we we got a we got a load of talent coming up. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, on the map, they're almost as talented as the choices, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Yeah, look, there's um, I can see by the family. Obviously, it's a very talented family, and obviously, to be talented, obviously, one is one thing, but putting the work in and getting the results is another thing. And obviously, the, the Dawson family is, is is doing that as 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 you spoke about already. Like, I mean, the the success they're having, and um, yeah, long may it last, and keep the keep the good work up and. No one knows how far you can go. I've got a clip here from Mike uh, when he joined us on the Rocky Road a couple of weeks ago. I'll play it there for you now. It's been, uh, uh, Gabriel uh, joined uh, us when he was uh, 15. Uh, he was always a talent in uh, Galway Boxing. He was with uh, Furbo Boxing Club uh, just outside of uh, Barna in uh, County Galway with uh, the late uh, John Cahill. Uh, he was in four or five buyers' finals. Uh, before he came he could never seem to get over the line like he was beaten a couple of them um, yeah so he joined us then and he got his first Irish title when he was 16 uh, he hasn't gone back he's got the Irish title since two or eight titles uh, it has been a rocky road you know he, um, in, in 2019 elite championships he won his uh, final against Mike Nevin and we were preparing the, the week after he looked at his uh, meniscus ligaments uh, in his knee and it, it held up for the for the championship, but it was always kind of coming against them. It, it kind of um, uh, something would happen, and they, you know, they, they, they go flat. And it, it, the long story short, like, you need a surgery. Um, so yeah, it, it has been um, disappointed not to make the panel for the um, uh, qualifiers for uh, Tokyo, but it wasn't meant to be. But he, he's had to find his own. He's, he's had to get his mojo back and uh, his confidence, and uh, he's fine. Okay. So I played that clip just because it leads me to a couple of questions and it would link the both of you guys as well together. You've both suffered serious knee injuries at a young age in your career and I've had to face the, I suppose, the uncertainty. What's it going to do to me or how am I going to get back to it? But both of you have managed to undergo successful comebacks on the knee injuries. Yes, well, as Mike said, yeah, it was just after I beat Mike 11, I tore my meniscus and my MCL. Um, But after I tore it, I still boxed on in the rest of the Irish Championships, I actually went to the under-22 Europeans. I didn't get surgery until about four or five months later. And I got surgery then. I think I was out for 12 months. I was bed-bound for two, three months. I was just in my at home in bed. wasn't doing nothing. A pretty low point for me, boxing-wise, and just thinking, like, will I come back? And since I was younger, I always had myself fixed on Tokyo. I think I've kind of matured enough and just thought, like, it's okay to let things pass and it's okay to bounce back and it's okay to have setbacks. And they just make you stronger when you do come back. And I think without me tearing my meniscus, I probably would never be where I am right now. And if I didn't tear it, I probably, I don't know, it's just, just hard to really say. But everything happens for a reason. And thank God as well. Joe, it reminds me of yourself. Like you missed, when you came through, you won the European title 2011. 
and looked kind of you couldn't have, you couldn't have got odds on Joe Ward to make it to the Olympic Games the following year, let alone like he was win a gold medal for Joe Ward, and it didn't work out for you. And later on, then you suffered a devastating knee injury as well in the Europeans, as you were kind of you going for your second or your third title at the time, and you managed to you know remain calm, make a comeback, and go back to winning uh, European titles again. How did you? How did you, how did you do it yourself? Yeah, look, in sport, you're always going to have setbacks, and I kind of realised that now a little bit more than I did then. Um, obviously, at that time, it was heartbreaking for me. Um, obviously, it blew me knee out in the last four seconds of the last 16 of the European Championships. Um, it was devastating, and I was lucky enough to be able to regroup, and at that stage, I didn't need an operation on it. Um, they were hopeful that I'd set back in, and it, um, I'd, I'd be able to have a very successful career. So um, for that, from 2013 until 2019, everything was grand, everything was smooth. I was fighting away, I had no no issues with it, no problems with it. And obviously making my professional debut, it happened again. And it was just devastating at that stage because I was a lot older and I was starting out with a, a new career like as a professional fighter. So I wanted everything to go really well. Um, so for me, it was, it was it was a massive setback, and I didn't really know where I was going to go at that stage, and what how serious the, the injury was, or was that the end of my career? Like, what was it? Was my time up? And um, thankfully, it wasn't. But um, it's um, yeah, it was it was, a, it was a bitter pill to swallow at that time. Um, but thankfully, I regrouped, and it's been um, plain sailing from 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 there on in. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to always being out soon again, and just. Just getting back in the ring and just keep keep building momentum. Like that key. seems to be the, that seems to be the key for a top sportsman being able to take um, this crushing disappointments and not let them define you and effectively go tomorrow's another day. There's another tournament coming up. I might miss this one. And no matter how big it is, it might be a crushing dream of this is my Olympic Games, but you miss them and you have to wait for the next one. It's four long years, but the time will come, and I guess you have to get over. It. And that seems to be what you've you've done, Gabriel, because. You've had a lot of disappointments packed into the last two or three years, but uh, because after Tokyo Olympics, which you would have been disappointed not to go to, there was a whole thing where you weren't selected for the World Championships in Belgrade. And I know you had college going on at the time, but were you kind of thinking at that stage? I, I remember thinking at the time, this could send uh, this box, this talented young boxer to the professional ranks. Um, I had a few talks about it, talked to my coach about it. Uh, I actually, I don't know. I I always think about going pro since since the start of lockdown. But then I don't know. I just really wanted this is just my dream to go to the Olympics. It's just always been my dream to go to the Olympics. I've seen every well established boxer has always been to the Olympics. I just thought like I don't know, my full my boxing career wouldn't reach its fullest point if I never got to the Olympics. So I think that's that's the main reason why I held back and I'm just doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, what I is think for me the- for me, I think that um, Gabriel um is a, is a massive, um, massive part of the team going to the tr- trying to qualify for the next Olympic Games. He's um, obviously not only success in the European Championships, but over the last number of years of what he's achieved as as a, as a juvenile and, and what he's been doing. I've, I've seen him in, in in the high performance system when I was there. Um, that uh, obviously he's a special talent and he, he works hard. And look, at, I I believe that if Gabriel um. He stays around, which he, which he, which he's planning to do. That he will be very successful in the Olympics. And look, going pro, it's 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 great, and everyone has a dream to go pro and all that. But I think the most important thing is to um to make the right decision and 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 um 
do do as do as much as you can in the amateurs, and then obviously when the time is right, when you, when you feel the time is right, when you're mature enough, and then you want to head into the professional ranks, and and, and obviously try to make it there. But um, you're still young enough to want to achieve a lot more great things in the amateurs, and then also in the pros. You're gonna have a bit of a dilemma now because if you want to box in the Olympic Games, Garvey, uh, it's looking like you're gonna to have to go up to light heavyweight. Is that is that on the cards for you? Mm, yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah, they did recently just move 75 out of the Olympics, so 75 is not an Olympic weight anymore. Um, so I don't know. I w- I don't think I'll make 71. So I might have to go up to 80 in the in the elites coming up in the end of the year. Yeah, he's okay, Kevin. I'm not there anymore. So, <laughs> You vacated, yeah, but you're, another good buddy of yours is there, Keelan Cassidy, and uh, it's going to be... He's here behind me. Yeah, he's in the room now. He's here behind me. <laughs> there you go. So uh, there's going to be fierce competition for that one, and I hope there's uh, no love lost. No, there's not. Me and Keelan are best friends. We share the room every week. We show each other love, so what happens ring, happens ring, and it's just business. That's what it is. Have you fought each other before? I know Keelan used to be a 75. No, we didn't. We always opposite draw, opposite end of the draw, so... Joe, did you ever have to fight any of your best mates? Um, not really, no. I don't think I had too many best mates, but um, yeah, no. It's um, look at it, it's it's a scary set of business at the end of the day. Bo Keelan um is a good guy, a good fighter. Um, he he burst onto the scene as well by reaching the top eight in the world. So um, yeah, I think it'd be an interesting fight. I think it'd be a good fight, and um, look at all lads as as it all there to um. To offer whoever comes through to obviously go on and achieve great things in the in, in the Irish Fest. Um, Gabriel, what what was your highlight of the recent European Championships there? So, um, Ireland won two medals. There was a silver for Dylan Eagleson. He really caught the eye. It was absolutely sensational. I thought he was great. I'm sure you agree, Joe. Southpaw with a bit of pop. We all love it. Like, but uh, in Gabriel's fights, there was f- five performances. Uh, be the Spanish guy, Bulgarian, Norway, Italian, and England. Just to top it off, just to make it all a bit sweeter in the final, a unanimous decision against England. And he showed a bit of everything in that one, Gabriel. Um, a willingness to trade, a willingness to you know to box and move, and a bit of everything: heart, desire, as well as the flashy skills. So, I want to congratulate you for the gold medal. But what 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 was your high point of it? Apart from maybe standing on the podium, I guess that was that was always going to be one. I don't know. Do you know what? I think, I, I, I don't know. Not, I don't want to say I knew what I meant, but you know, leaving, I don't know, Joe, but you know when you leave the video analysis, after you do video analysis in the morning, you're after watching your man and the coaches are after hyping you up, telling you, you do this, you do that, you're going to win. I leave every day. I left the, the coach's room with a big smile on my face. And I just thought, if I didn't leave there with a smile on my face that day, I'd get beat that day. And every day I left with a smile on my face and I won every day. And it just, it just got easier and easier. I think, I don't know, the mindset, I just kind of was putting forward for myself was just that no one could beat me and I, was, I just loved it I loved every minute in the ring I loved I loved going in I loved boxing I loved kind of mixing it up and I was able to throw punches that I think I showed a lot of skill that I have never showed before like I could mix up inside where I couldn't do that before um, but yeah I loved I loved enjoyed every every fight from the start to finish and, well, like and particularly, I, 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 particularly I, I, in the final against England because I think you did you win the first round and possibly lose the second and have to win the third to win the gold or first round 5-0 Lost the second round 3-2 and I think I won the last round again 4-1 or 5-0 sure. mm. but even just in the story of the fight you could see that Richardson was after coming in having a strong second round and if he had a strong third round the gold could be his and instead you managed to stand there and fight him and push him back and uh, that was a brilliant performance yeah yeah because the thing was in my head it went out I won every first round the second round would get easier 
But in that case, in the final, it didn't actually get easier. So he even came out and he's he's a very good boxer and he's a bit longer than me. And I actually sparred him up in Sheffield and he gave me a bit of a baiting. So, um, so yeah, third round, I just had to dig deep, find the heart. And Mike always says to me, he always shouts out, he's always just dig deep, dig deep. And I could hear him, his voice circling in the back of my head as I was going through the last two minutes in the third round. Every time the referee called break, I was a couple of take, taking deep breaths and getting straight back into it. And I was very focused and didn't lose my shape and stay composed. I think it was the composure was the best thing, I think so, mm. in the middle well, of all the chaos. What did you think of his performances, Joe? What did you think he did well? What did you think he could maybe improve on if you had your coaching hat on? I know you love your boxing and you can be your, your own harshest critic at times as well. So what would you say he could uh, he could, he could could use? Um, look, I think Gabriel obviously has to be a confident fighter. He's a confident sort of a guy. He obviously, um, the more confident he is, obviously, he's able to showcase more of his skills. Um, I think Gabriel obviously is... A, what he's doing now is keeping his head down, working hard, and um, listening to the coaches. Look at he—he's the best coach in the world there behind him. Look at Zorantia, probably the best technical coach in the world who I was around for many years. With him, obviously Mike Mongsy highly rates as as a coach. Um, so look, just listening to the coach, keep working hard, keep maturing, and um, just every fight, um, just believe in yourself. Like I mean, be confident and show um showcase what you can really do like I mean and, and that's the key is the leaf because if you start down yourself for one minute I mean that's that's that doesn't end too good so look it's all about this hard work belief and um, listen to the coaches and you have you have everything else to go the whole way Thanks very much, Thank you. and like absolutely massive credit to all the coaches around Ireland that are producing these fighters to send into the high performance team and we know obviously we've seen Bernard Dunn's departure but Sorantia remains and Joe, you mentioned him there, obviously the best coach in the world. But what what is he, how is he still producing kind of winner after winner? We've we've heard a lot from the old guard, the likes of, I suppose, Ken, Kenny Egan or Eric Donovan on what makes Sor so special. But you guys are the next generation along and the next again. So what is he doing to ye to help push you over the line and win these medals? Well, look, from my experience, <clears throat> I was in high performance for nearly 10 years. Um, at the top level and working with Zora and Antia. And there's something about Zora that's, that's, that's very, very special. Um, um, he's a, always a wonderful coach. But behind it all, he's a great person and, he's, and he knows how to deal with people as individuals, which is very important. He knows how to have the crack with some guys. He knows how to be a bit serious with other guys. He's, um, but in, on the floor, like as, as the guys can relate to there, like this man can nearly do anything, like to I me. Mean, He's a genius and and the technical side of things and how he comes across um, to deliver what he what he wants you to implement um, in the gym, but also in the ring. Um, like Zara, to me, is it's, he's probably the greatest coach that I've ever seen on on the floor and and, and um, in the gym. Absolutely, and, and Gabriel, I suppose you'd echo those feelings. All of them, really. Zara, Zara can. It's just it, it, it amazes you when you actually see him that he, he can he can throw he can throw any punch he can do anything from left from the south pole orthodox and he can he, do you know what I think over the years and while you're asking that how is he still producing boxer he's he's able to adapt to the new styles to the the point system change and you know and being able to be boxers he he just lives breeds boxing um sort of so just a man that he loves his job man that loves his job. Um, I don't think he's, I think he's hard beat anyways. Yeah, and he had, he had his own Rocky Road Ireland as well, didn't he? Sore like Jeannie Mack. Yeah, and look at it, it's, 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 um, having someone like Sore in the, in the high performance system, it makes a big difference because going into the high performance system, um, is not the most easy thing in the world. 
Like, I mean, you have to get up and leave your hometown or your city um, on a Tuesday morning and you arrive there at 10, 10 o'clock on, on a Tuesday morning and you don't leave there till a Friday afternoon. So just in that environment, is, is it, it can't be easy sometimes, but Zara always makes you feel comfortable. He makes sure the team gels together. Um, he makes sure everyone feels like they're, they're welcome. Um, little things like that makes a big difference, especially when you're in that environment. Um, so I think, yeah, for like Zara, he's, he's a special man and, and, and long may it last because I think without Zorantia, Irish boxing wouldn't, wouldn't be where it is today. True. Here, here. Gabriel, can you tell us about your recent, uh, you graduated from college, you've been, uh, you've been busy with the studies recently. What, what have you been up to? I'm fully graduated yet, anyways. I have uh, deferrals yeah. to do. I deferred my last summer exams that were on during the Europeans, but I was doing um, business with accounting in Athlone. So I think in two months, I've, or in the next couple of weeks, I have a few more exams to do. But yeah, um, I was I didn't actually train at Athlone. I was meeting Dima because Dima lives, one of our other coaches lives in Tonnemore. So we were actually doing some sessions in Athlone and I was traveling up to Tonnemore during lockdown and stuff to train with him and to keep taking over because I wasn't going home back to Mike to train with my club coaches and we weren't allowed in Dublin at the time to train anyways. But um, yeah, I was in that loan four years, three years in my study, trained. Um, they actually, they, they have an, the program there is good as well. They get me all the, all the assistance and all the need and the help through the sports scholarship and, and the directors there helped me the, the dean of the business helped me if I needed leeway time, my assignments or exams and stuff like that. So good stuff. So it was that they made it easier for you to to combine being an elite boxer with being a student as well. Yeah, because it was it was very tough. Like usually, like in between sessions, you do be wrecked, and I was up with the books trying to study. I taught myself everything really in college because I was never in class. I was on the, in open Dublin Tuesday to Friday, and get back to class for Monday and try catch up whatever I missed and get notes off teachers, but. It was hard, like, but it was just something my mother pushed into me and drilled into my head that I needed in case something like the injury happened or something like boxing, boxing did get put away, God forbid, but like, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose you can see how easily everything can end when you get such a catastrophic knee injury or like yourself or Joe both suffered. You can see how quickly things can change. It must, it must make a big difference to you now that you're going to be on a lot more funding coming up due to your victories. Yeah, um... Hard, hard earned funding. I've been mm. a while with no funding, so and I've worked loads for it. And it's always been creeping in the back of my mind when I've been fighting, or that I was, you kind of think, about, oh, I have to win a couple of fights, and I get my funding, and you lose a couple. But yeah, I've guaranteed my funding now, so it makes it a lot easier having the finance there and being able to train and not worry about like not worrying about money or not worry about providing or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I think so. I think my boxing can only excel from here, really. Lads, tell us what what is the party like when you go home as a young guy and you've just won the European title, Joe? What was it? Do you, what do you, what was it like? Um, look, it is obviously a great feeling. Um, you, you come back after achieving something special. Um, and for me, it was about just getting back home and, and soaking it all in and meeting all my friends, obviously, and family, and just just knowing that all the hard work, all the sacrifices, all the blood, sweat, and tears that just pays off in one big tournament where you just get over that line as Gabriel said and you get onto that funding and it makes life a lot easier regarding being on funding because then you can, you can put boxing as more of your job then so you know you're going up to you you work hard you enjoy it but behind it all you know you got paid for it so it um, makes it a little bit easier but um, just just winning getting over that line to win any major medal 
it's, it's, it's a great feeling. And um, some I look back at now and, and kind of still get goosebumps thinking about you know, the guys fighting and all that. Maybe I should be there. But um, look, yeah. I, had, I had a great run at it and I enjoyed every moment of it. And um, I let the likes of Gabriel and, and, and most of the other team now to, to do Ireland proud wearing the Irish vest. And Gabriel, for you, what were the scenes like back in Galway? Like, I mean, your mother must be your mother must have been the, the proudest woman in the world. But as you were making your way through the tournament, and when you're standing on top of the podium, you've won the gold medal. What 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 were you getting from home about what was going on? Um, my mother doesn't actually watch the fights. Uh, I don't let her watch the fights. She can't watch them herself. I don't let her come to much. She's only been to two ever two of my fights ever. She just waits for the call when I'm changing them after. Just give her the out call and let her know the news if she hasn't found out already. But um, yeah, it was actually it was beautiful to come back. I, it's my first time winning a major medal, first time having like a little homecoming. I think I'd be more used to it now the second time that comes around. But everything caught me by surprise and all my friends showed me so much love and I didn't know how much of a support I actually did have back home until you do come back and win. All my family and friends. And yeah, as Joe said, just, I was just taking it all in. And I still am as well because I still get the odd. It's kind of it's weird kind of sometimes because... I was up in, I was up at Vico Bats up near Dunleary there the last day. I just went in for a swim and two young kids coming up to me, asking me for pictures. And like, you're just thinking, these lads don't even box. How the hell do they not even know me? But yeah, that's what I mean. It's just the love of it. And uh, I'm a role model kind of for some of these kids because I was doing, I was in the primary schools there yesterday in my old primary school and a couple other primary schools. And yeah, they, they all had loads of questions for me. And it's kind of, it's not, it, feel, it feels good to have little kids look up to you and, and, know that you're doing something well and and so you're, I'm on, on a pedal stool really they put me on a pedal stool so um, I'm glad I'm glad I'm inspiring young kids and hopefully they can all box and same with my little sister I was I was watching I think I was watching Canelo there the last day on the telly and I was telling my sister how oh, this is one of my favourite boxers and I just know she's never told me who her favourite boxer was so I asked her I said who's your favourite boxer and she goes obviously you and even that's her saying that to me kind of touched me and I was like oh but like, yeah, it's kind of, it's different having little kids look up to you. And I kind of feel like the way I used to idolize other boxers and people ahead of me, even fellas like Joe, that now I'm getting idolized like that now. So yeah, just need to keep training and keep excelling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe, Joe, great stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Look, at it. um, it's part and parcel of being successful and um, being, um, being a role model. But I think Gabriel has, the, has his head screwed on now and um Obvious, like um, he can take it on board and and obvious um, improve from it and enjoy every moment of it because look, I've been successful in the amateur games and um, you miss that feeling when it's gone, like going to these major tournaments and coming back around your friends, the buzz around it, and as you said, kids pulling you up or adults coming over, they asking for a picture. Like I mean, that's a special feeling because you, then you know, as I said, your blood, sweat, and tears has paid off because. He was um it's really admiring what you've done for the country and what you've done for yourself and for your family. So it's um enjoy every moment of it and um yeah, take it all in and, and, and be grateful for it. And it's it's noticeable as well, like the children of of African immigrants as well are achieving so much, particularly in boxing and for the Irish international soccer team as well, Gabriel. Yeah, they're they're doing very well, yeah. They're actually um sorry. My head's gone, but um, yeah, um, there is because I've seen even the last few games. There's a lot of there's a lot of colored colored fellas. Um, actually, on the men's Irish soccer team, and every game they have, there's even there's more fellas they're bringing in. But yeah, they're doing very well. They're pushing hard. I think I don't know. There's something about I don't know. I see. I see the 
all all the basketballers in America and all the footballers are all dark skinned fellas. So I don't know. I think there's maybe something in our genes is making her a bit superior to sports. But um just <laughs> need to keep hard the hard work and keep the head down. And I think if there's a talent there and if there's a chance there not to be narrow minded and think that you won't get nowhere, just give it your all and give it hundred percent. And if you don't get if you don't get anywhere from it, you don't make it at least you tried and at least you could take that one off the box. Cause uh, nothing worse than saying you could have or you should have or you know and look dwelling on it and looking back and saying I could have been a pro footballer or I could have been a pro boxer but I just never gave it my all I think yeah, that, I that would be that would be my biggest regret I think and then I, I definitely think it's cool that you you're probably uh role models to like different different kinds of people like just the young Irish kids all over but then I suppose Gabriel you'd be you know particularly a role model to young young guys who are like sons and daughters of African immigrants to Ireland and Joe, like you'd be the same. You'd be held on a pedestal by young Irish boxers of all, you know, of all color and greed. And yet, I suppose you must be a special figure in the traveling community as well, Joe. Like for all you've achieved in boxing, like from the time you started off at seventeen. Although you wouldn't have seen the parties back at home because there was no no WhatsApp when you started winning out uh, internationally back in the day, Joe. Telegrams, no, definitely not. But no, I think it's look at it, look at it. Um, it's always hard work, but we know what's like probably to um have to fight through day-to-day life um things that's been thrown at us in in, in our lives um but um we just work hard and we know what it's like to um to obviously come from situations and, and know what it's like now obviously to be successful and then and try to be the best role model we can to be the to be the next generation and um give them the best advice we can and um hopefully they can take take something from us and um go on to do great things Lads, it's been brilliant so far. I'm going to let you go very shortly. Just want to ask you about what's next, Gabriel. What What about yourself? What's coming up apart from those deferred exams? Um, I think it's just the elites, really. We could have one or two multi-nation tournaments because it is a long six months still, or long five months still. The elites, but I think we'll have one or two multi-nations in between. I'm going up to Belfast in a week or two to help the Commonwealth team train. I think there's a sparring camp up there. I think there's a couple of countries: um, England, Scotland, Wales. Canada and I think maybe New Zealand and Australia coming down. But um yeah, multinations, that camp and the elites at the end of the year. And hopefully I got my name could go under Joe's, right right under Joe's on the on, on the on the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> you think will you have moved up to eighty kilos by then or maybe are you gonna give are you gonna give seventy one a go, maybe just test the waters or I think so. I think I don't like making weight. No. I think, no, I don't like making weight. I think every time I've got it, it starts cutting tight, I just move up and I think some lads, some lads, they spend all their time in the gym trying to make weight that they never actually get the focus on their actual boxing. So I think once that weight issue is eliminated, my funding issue is going to be eliminated. I can just focus only on boxing. Yeah, that's important. And Joe, for yourself, you just won back in um, in in uh, Rosemont in April, knocked out a guy Oscar Rihojas uh, to move to seven and one, and you're looking to announce a couple of fights later on in the year. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Look at um. Hoping obviously um have fight news soon. Um so I'm just in camp now at the moment, so hopefully I'll head it back to the States very soon and um do my fighting preparation before a fight maybe. So I'm hoping to have maybe a minimum of two fights by the end of the year. So hopefully three um all going well. But um yeah, just with the momentum, keep driving forward and look at twenty twenty three, hopefully be a big year for me regarding um titles and rankings. Yeah, because we're looking at the we're looking at light heavyweight. It's a very interesting division around the world, in Britain and worldwide. So at you know at world level, you see uh, Artur Baturbiev. I suppose you're probably not going to cross paths with him. He's a bit older than you, but we saw what he did to Joe Smith Jr. 
absolute destruction. We saw uh, Dimitri Bivol beating Canelo and, you know, they could end up having a rematch or whatever. There's lots of interest in British fighters around that weight as well between uh, Buatze, Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur, couple then lower down the food chain maybe. Anyone tweak your interest or are you just going to let the team uh, navigate you through the choppy waters or how are you feeling about it? Yeah, look, there's a lot of obvious um, English um, good light heavyweights out there. So, um, look, I never crossed pots with any of them in the, in the amateurs, um, which is a pity. Um, I would have liked, obviously, to, to have, a, have a bit of rivalry there between ourselves. But, um, yeah, look, I know Joshua Mawachi, he would have been in the national um, GB team for um, a couple of years. He won a Olympic bronze medal. So it's just a pity we never crossed paths, but mm. hopefully down the line we will. Yeah. Would you fancy that fight? Absolutely. Boati. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he's going to be hard to match in the coming years because he's he's quite a devastating puncher, a great fighter. And they're yeah, gonna they're gonna start complaining. Oh, no one wants to fight him. So you'll well, be willing to fight him. Yeah, absolutely. Look at him. He's a good fighter. I did a lot of rounds of him um, inspiring and GB um down through the years. He's a great fighter. So when that time is right, absolutely like to mean um would it take that fight on 100%? But would you take on Baturbiev if the call came next year? You'd want to have moved your record up a couple of, you know, get another five or ten wins on, under the belt. But the best in the world is Baturbiev. Would you Would you take him on? Yeah, look, why not? Like, I mean, like, if, if you're in, if you're in, a, you're in, you're in that game to get to the top. Like, I mean, there's an opportunity for for you to get to the top. Why not? So, um, obviously, you gotta have a, a bit of experience. You gotta have have a. The rounds under your belt and 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 then the right number of fights before you jump up to the ladder. But um, absolutely, why not? Like, I mean, if, as I said, if, if he's there when the time is right and I was given the opportunity to 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 fight him, why wouldn't I? Like, I mean, I I I fought the Russians before and I beat them, so there's not. But new. you have a good record against the Russians. I'll give you that joke. A good record against. I never doubt you when you're taking on a Russian. You're like Rocky. There's no show like the Joe Show. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, uh, I want to thank you both today for joining us on the Rocky Road. Gabriel Dawson, congratulations on your recent European Championships gold medal. As you were announcing the ring afterwards, the undisputed champion of Europe, which was new and novel, but well worth it. And Joe Ward, uh, continue racking up the wins on your pro record. Thanks very much to both of you for joining us today on the Rocky Road. It's been brilliant. I'm Kevin Byrne. Tune in next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 